Now you all have known me for a while, and for a long time now you've been hearing me talk about being perfect. Well, I want you to understand something. To me, being perfect is not about that scoreboard out there. It's not about winning. It's about you and your relationship to yourself and your family and your friends. Being perfect is about being able to look your friends in the eye and know that you didn't let them down because you told them the truth. And that truth is, is that you did everything that you could. There wasn't one more thing that you could have done. Can you live in that moment as best you can with clear eyes and love in your heart? With joy in your heart? If you can do that, gentlemen, then you're perfect. I just lost Christian McCaffrey. I just lost my first matchup of the game. My co-host today, Tony Cosentino of the 58 West King podcast at 58 W King podcast on Twitter. You can find that link down below. Also lost his first matchup of the week or of the season. I should say, Tony, how does it feel to be on the losing end? And we leave Nick solo at the top of the standings three and oh, I'm not happy about it, but we're continuing this conversation here. Nate, your Sacco rules, they're dog shit. You can sit up there on your gold plated pedestal and comment on me bitching about it all you want. I served my punishments, both of them, in years where I won six and five games and wasn't the worst team in the league. I had more wins in one of those years than the true Sackos in both of those years. Fix your rules, Nate. All right, moving on to manager on manager. <laughs> I'm doing great, though. I always love talking football with you, and I'm happy to be here. Yeah, we'll, um, we'll address the Sackos stuff in the offseason. I don't know. Maybe we'll address it in the midseason. I don't know. Probably not because I like it, and I want to see if you can get it again. And uh, I think that Matt has a really good chance of getting Sacco this year with the round robin piece of it because of the type of players he has on his team getting into the later half of the year as well. So that would be kind of fun to see one of the new guys get it. What, one of my biggest complaints is like those last few games, we know the stars aren't playing like uh, all, you know, full snaps. We know the shitty teams that have players that haven't been producing. They're now trying out their rookies, their second year guys. Maybe guys are trying to make decisions on, you know, for an upcoming contract decision. So like a mid-tier team, a team that like just misses the playoffs and doesn't have like those elite players, the Mike Williams, the CMCs, Dalvin Cooks, those guys, like they're all of a sudden not significant. And you've, we've seen that. I've showed you the teams that have been awarded your Sacco. I'm putting quotation marks up. And then the actual Saccos, the shitty teams with two and three wins. So I feel like there's something there and we have the data to back it up, and I'm still upset about it. I'm going to continue bitching about this until we fix it. I will say that I know that there is at least one or two, and potentially they are my teams, that have won championships. Having to use players like that off the waiver wire from shit teams because I had players that were they were fitting there or whatever like, uh, that weren't going to play. So I thought about it, too, uh, the other night. It was probably about a week or so ago. I was thinking about it. Maybe we just move that round rock. Instead of doing the round robin piece where it's head-to-head, we do total points for a uh, total points for like a rotisserie type of thing for mm. the Sacco thing. So then it's like, yo, 
all you got to do is put together teams that put up points to like, cause you could lose, right. Having like the second most points in the league that week, having more than everybody in the actual playoffs. And you just face the guy who put up the most points or something like that. So mm-hmm. rather than being wins or losses, doing something like rotisserie or something like that. I don't know. I like the aspect of you didn't make the playoffs type of thing, right? When we allow half of the league into the playoffs, which I, I kind of wish it was just four, mm-hmm. four teams in the playoffs and then just do, you know, two, two week things or something like that. I think that would be interesting. Don't do that. <laughs> something like that. And then adding the rest of the players into a pool for something else. So and then maybe maybe we just take the middle four teams, don't do anything. And then the bottom four you know, play for Sacco stuff on a total points basis or something like that. So. Like, I, I get that it's fun. You have the tournament at all. Everyone's involved. You got all 12 teams participating. There's variants, and that's part of what's fun about fantasy football, right? The, t- the, the, the team that wins the championship, oftentimes they're just lucky, right? Yeah. They, they kind of walk into that. But, like, if you don't get lucky and you're in the playoffs, you just don't win a championship, right? You potentially can still win money finishing second or third place. If you're in this Sacco tournament and luck doesn't go your way, like you're getting your belly button pierced or you're dancing like a goddamn fool on Tejo and Avenue. It's not that bad. Anyways, moving on to manager on manager. I don't know. It's not that bad because I haven't done it. So Nate, our, our, our 2017 true Sacco with three wins. Try not to suck. Win two championships. <laughs> then you can make the rules. Anyways, manager on manager. Uh, bu- 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 so I was texting Matt the other day or it was yesterday, Matt uh, reached out to me or whatever like that on the on the week two recap. And he was talking about how when he was younger, he was listening to that song by the used, I'm a fake. And he accidentally butt dialed his parents. <laughs> he was singing the intro piece to it or whatever like that, like screaming it at super loud or whatever like that, driving in his car. And when he got home, his parents asked him like, are you okay? Like they seriously thought he was going to like hurt himself or something like that. And he was like, oh no, I was singing a song. But then we were talking last night about it and that kind of stuff. And then we got into, you know, he asked me like how I was doing or whatever. So thing I wanted to ask you, because it kind of correlates to that conversation we had is what is something that you are currently struggling with? Hmm. This is one question you should have teed up for me. I could have given you something good. Nope. Because <laughs> then you would have made it comedic. Yeah. And now I got you in a like wait well this is a serious question but you're gonna you're trying to find a comedic way to get around it so the gears are turning and i'm trying to to toss a bit in but um i don't know probably you know the job finding that work home life balance just really being committed to to both and not you know too much on one side or too much on the other you know i i just hit the reset button right on like rank and all that so i'm back at the bottom of the totem pole so i don't really have any responsibility so i'm kind of taking advantage of that I'm able to spend a little more time on my hobbies. You know, we have the kids in sports and stuff like that. But I know at some point that that switch is going to flip and I'm going to have to commit a little more of my time and effort at work. So I'm just thinking about that, like in the next couple of years, that that's going to happen. Right. And I'm going to have to find a balance and be able to make sure I'm still doing the things I need to do here at home. And also, you know, make sure I'm still representing myself and everything that goes along with what we do. You know, used to be in the military too, right? Yep. You know, we have a, I don't know, I don't know what to, how to phrase it. We have a reputation to kind of build and and like protect and defend and all that or whatever, because people are constantly coming and going, right? Leadership and your subordinates. So just kind of thinking about all that, making sure I'm doing what I need to do to set myself up and my family up uh, for success in the future. Because my yep. kids are getting older, Charlotte's working. So, right, we have less time to make sure, you know, everything's right in our household. So it's just, I think, time management, effort management, right? So probably that. If uh, you're not going to give me time to tee up a, a joke or anything like that, <laughs> son of a bitch. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was kind of the same thing. Like he asked me, like we were just talking about whatever, and then he then he put that question out there, right? And like I'm at a point where I'm like, I'm not gonna lie. So he asked that, how you doing? Right. Mm-hmm. Or how's everything going or whatever like that? And I was like, Oh, it's for the most part, it's pretty damn good. But I got in like I noticed like the last couple of weeks, I got into like this these like little cycles of like beating myself up, feeling like I'm not doing enough or like, you know, life just changed. Like the girls just moved here. I'm doing this whole thing solo dolo. And then, you know, I work full time that they go to school, you know, pick up, drop off, wake up early, you know, all this kind of stuff, making lunches, breakfast, all this kind of things. And then you're like, damn, I need to clean the house or I need to do this. I'm going to school full time as well, which I, I did that to myself, you know, whatever like that. But, and then also wanting to do some of the things that I want to do that I enjoy. Right. Which is like this podcast. I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like an outlet just to kind of, you know, go and be in my own little zone since I don't really like play video games or anything like that anymore. And then you look and you're like, man, I should spend more time doing this or I should spend more time doing that or, you know, but it's like, damn, I got to clean up, do this, do that, and then uh, make sure that this is right. And then I was telling him to, I don't know if I told him or I told someone else, I think it was Nick, I told at work or something like that. I was talking about it, but it was weird because like Layla asked me, she's like, yeah, dad, what's wrong or something like that. Right. And I was like, no, I'm good. And, you know, I just got a lot on my plate or whatever like that. And she said something like, she's like, it's okay. Like, I was like, oh, I was looking up like a TV stand or something like that. Right. And then, and then I was like, oh, I was looking at this, but I think I'm going to wait a little bit to buy it or whatever like that. Right. Got a bunch of plane tickets I got to buy and all this other kind of shit coming up here in the next couple months. So, and she was like, oh, don't worry, dad. Like we got four walls. We got a roof. Like we have a house and we have food and our clothes are clean. And I was like, you're fucking seven. Get the hell out of my face. <laughs> like that's what I was thinking in my, in my head or whatever. Right. But it was kind of like a reality check for me. Like, yo, stop stressing about stuff. The kids are good. And she just reminded me of like the simple things. Right. And I was talking to Matt a little bit about that too. So it was just on my mind, you know, or mm-hmm. something like that. And I don't know if it's like the weather or whatever, like I don't, people believe in this whole, like, what do you call that shit? Uh, mercury retrograde or something like that right like i don't know anything about that stuff i hear people talking someone said it at work the other day you know it's a full moon and mercury retrograde and i was like oh my god because like everybody was out of it at work one day and he was like going in this whole thing about the moon and the stars and i was like i don't i don't know if i believe in that shit so if you ever want to grab like a throw blanket some pumpkin spice lattes start up a fire just, just come over to the pad. We'll uh, we can set that up. Watch a rom com. <laughs> no, we're, we're not watching Homer. That's off the table. Absolutely not. <laughs> uh, my question for you. So keep this somewhat football related. I didn't know what your question was, so I can't make them. I can't tie it in like that. But this is this is kind of funny. After Jalen Hurts matchup with the Cowboys in Week Three, he was asked about the team's performance during the post game press conference. He told the media that when you take a huge deuce, you don't look at it. You just flush it. So my question to you is, do you just flush your deuces or do you marvel in their glory? No. Or sending them to Pueblo? I don't just, <laughs> I don't just flush my deuces, man. Like I'm a grown ass man. I look at my shits. So like that's something to be proud of. Like, it's like when your kid gets the award for, you know, I don't know, whatever the best helper award, right. Or something like that at school. And it's like, it's something about them caring about other people. It's like, <laughs> Man, that makes you feel good inside, right? Mm-hmm. So when I sit there, it's like I take a dump, right? And before I, I courtesy flush, and I have to because this is actually kind of funny because this is happening and I'm thinking about it right now. But so my bedroom doesn't have a door to the bathroom, nor does there one like where the actual shitter is. It's just open, right? It's like this New Mexico looking, I don't know, half dome thingy or mm-hmm. something like that, right? So every time I take a, like, I always forget. 
like it's always too late. I usually remember, but I, there's a lot of times I forget. And I forget that it's like, I got to take a shit. I just go to my bathroom and I should go to the kid's bathroom or something like that. Cause they have a door and a fan and all this kind of stuff. Mine has a fan, but if I take a shit, it smells crazy. So I have to courtesy flush. So I look at it before I courtesy flush, be like, oh damn. Yep. And then I'll wipe my ass or whatever like that. And then I'll get up. And I actually just did this like 20 minutes before we started recording. And I was like, fuck, like I was halfway through my shit. And I was like, God damn it. I did it here. And I don't want to turn the fan on because it's going to come through the mic. So I had to light a little candle here, <laughs> put it right in front of me so that I don't smell my shit. Cause it'll literally smell my whole room up. It is the worst, but no, I know no, nobody just doesn't look at their shit and Jalen hurts. That's probably why he couldn't check to run plays. So um, you can hear that in episode 45, the last one, week three recap. You were reaching. I thought you were grabbing your phone and I thought you were going to show me a picture of it. <laughs> Yo, swear, swear God, like I was in tech school and I took a dump and it looked like a pack of like bratwursts. Like it was crazy, man. I was eating so much food or whatever like that. It was literally like five big hot links laying in the in the toilet and i think i still have it on i have a flip phone a sprint flip phone a sprint flip phone from back then or whatever i took a picture of it and sent it to my dad I had to print it because i couldn't like email or anything like that i didn't understand all that stuff is like 2007 yeah so it's still fairly new for me at least my dad didn't have a cell phone so i had to print it off and then i sent it in the mail or whatever like that in the postcard <laughs> to him and he's like god damn it nate <laughs> but it's always something that he'll remember so that's good. How about you? hundred percent. You got to evaluate the color. You know, you got to judge the length, the mm -hmm. diameter. You got to check to see if there's any corn and then you flush it. <laughs> you know, we're, we're, we were in the, the air force together. We're in the, we were in the space force, whatever. Like we've been taught to debrief things and like, that's how we get better. Like how yeah. are you going to get better at eating or digesting food? Right. Yep. Yep. You got to look at it. You got to look at it. You got to figure out where you went wrong and course correct. So yeah. Take note, Jalen. Dude. And, I don't know. Whatever. I don't want to get enough. Yeah, I'm going to talk about it. The weirdest thing is like when little kids shit, right? So like Layla will take the, these fucking oh, massive adult dumps, right? And then it's like, and I usually only see it because like I'm giving Miley a bath or something like that. But Miley, I have to still like help her wipe, right? When she takes a shit. She doesn't know how to wipe good or whatever like that. We're teaching her. But sometimes it's like, how does your shit come out this color? Like what? What is it? Why is it green? Like, I don't know if this is an infection. Like, and I'm over here Googling why is kids shit this color or why does it look like this? You know, and it's always different. I don't know where we're going with this. Let's go ahead and move on. Yeah. To uh, waivers update. Uh, so we're going to update everybody on the waiver wire and talk about some of these pickups here in Taco Court Fantasy Football League. So the first one, we got Boner Jams 03 acquired the Giants quarterback for $300 and nobody else bid. Do you have any thoughts on that? I think he has Jalen Hurts, so I assume he's just worried after that uh, week three performance because mm -hmm. I don't think Jalen has a bye till like towards the end of the season. Yeah. You can hear over on the 58 West King podcast on the quarterback rankings. Uh, yours truly had Danny Dimes and the Giants quarterback way up the boards. I think I had him at 13 while everybody had him in the late, lower two lower 20s, but he's out here showing everybody he, him and Kyler Murray are on the same page. So I think he's I think he's up there in the top 10 or something like that right now. Pretty interesting. But anyways, number two, too hot to handle acquire Marlon Mack for $132, dropping Tevin Coleman to do so. One other bid came from yours truly, the Vinegar Strokes for 119. Any thoughts on this Marlon Mack pickup? Yeah, he's got uh, Ronald Jones, James Conner on his roster. So I think he's just trying to add some depth. Not sure about the bid, but 
hey, he beat you, right, by 10, 15 bucks? Yeah, something like that. Thing is, is like the Marlon Mack was a healthy and active, right? A healthy scratch last week, and they're looking at potentially trading him. He asked for a trade. They said, okay, we'll shop you around or something like that. So the thought is that he can end up on a team like, say, Miami or the Niners who can use a running back or something like that, right? Which would just convolute the whole situation over there. But a team that's looking for a running back, a guy who's actually pretty damn serviceable, still fairly young. I think he's in his mid 20s or something like that 26 27 so he's still fairly young but anyways number three boner jams 03 did attempt to add two other players to their roster but it was already full and they weren't allowed to add them bids were $100 for the Raiders quarterback and $10 for Tyler Conklin any thoughts on these potential pickups I think Conklin would have been good dude shown he's pretty athletic um, he's getting targeted he runs a lot of routes Kirk Cousins is a man a serviceable quarterback so like he can get the ball to him but I think the Raiders quarterback is another that that probably seals the deal like he is worried about Jalen Hurts so yeah I would even look at potentially dropping Jalen Hurts and then picking up the Raiders quarterback on the back end right to have both of them if he wanted to have two quarterbacks on his roster obviously he cared more about having Danny Dimes there than he did the Raiders quarterback by the bits so anyways the fourth one and the one that we need to really talk about too hot to handle acquire Josh Gordon for $321 dropping Adam Troutman to do so one other bid came from Cops Lives Matter for $69 nice your thoughts on this Josh Gordon pickup by Too Hot to Handle, and I believe you picked him up in your league as well, 58 West King. Yeah, huge props to Chad for the $69 bid. So if you have like an applause track, I would go ahead and mm-hmm. insert that here. I feel like that's the real story, but Josh Gordon hasn't done anything since his monster year in 2013. Something like 13 or 14 games played, 1,600 receiving yards. It was insane. He couldn't get anything going with Tom Brady in New England. He couldn't get anything going in a hyper-efficient offense with Russell Wilson, so I don't know. This was a phenomenal ad, and I'm on board. Josh Gordon to the moon. (laughs) No, I fucking hate this ad. Everybody tries to make Josh Gordon still be a thing. Yeah, he he's talented on the football field, but he could never stay on it. But you're so many years removed from playing in the NFL, right? That's... And so many years, I mean, it's almost a decade since he was relevant, like relevant, relevant in the league. If you take out his 2013 season where he had like 1,600 yards or whatever like that, right? He's only had one other season over 800 yards. And that was his rookie year, the year before his 2013 one. Everything else was under 800 yards on a season, not a full season being played. And I think some of the hype is that he went to the Chiefs, but... Where's he going to fit into the Chiefs' offense? They already have all the weapons that they need, right? Their their problem isn't their offense. Their problem is the fact that they can't stop anybody, and and their own ego. They feel like they can. They know they can score in less than a minute, but it's like they don't take things seriously. They they mess around or they try new stuff because they're like, ah, we'll dig ourselves out of a hole, which is why the Chiefs never cover any number. So, yeah. when it comes to sports betting, when they should, on when you look at their team, they should be able to blow everybody out. I don't see where he fits in. I don't think he's going to be a thing. And thanks for using your fab. Yeah. For fantasy, I feel like he's just like the meme player, right? Like it's like mean girls. Stop trying to make fetch happen. Gretchen, Gretchen Wiener. Let's take a break to get a word from our sponsors. Hi, I'm Jock Cranley, former Vinewood stuntman, actor, and now highly qualified candidate for governor. I hate immigrants, gays, the crippled. God, I really hate the crippled. I can't stand unions, cops, old ladies. 
The thing is, at least you know I'm a dick. Most people fall in love with a politician, and as soon as they are elected, they say, wow, this guy's an asshole. With me, you know from the beginning, I want to be your asshole. I used to be a stuntman and TV actor. I cannot understand policy at all. I need to reduce things to a really basic level. I'm perfect for higher office. Listen, the state of San Andreas is in big trouble. We've cared about people for far too long. I'm not extending a helping hand. I'm giving you all the finger. I will throttle the deficit just like I used to throttle bad guys. Vote for me, Jock Cranley. This message paid for by Jock Cranley for Governor. All right, and we're back. We are going to get into the week four preview here. In matchup number one, we have the two and one Cops Lives Matter traveling to the 0 and 3 Boner Jams 03. Cops Lives Matter is coming in with the Chiefs quarterback Alvin Kamara, James Robinson, DJ Moore, Cortland Sutton, Jalen Waddle, Kyle Pitts, Corey Davis, and Devin Singletary. Wow. Boner James 03. James 03 has the Eagles quarterback in the starting spot right now. That might be a Danny Dyers thing. Aaron Jones, Najee Harris, Bob Woods, Chris Godwin, Devontae Smith, Tyler Higby, Kareem Hunt, and Marvin Jones. And breaking news right here, folks. But Boner Jams 03 is a half point favorite to take down Cops Lives Matter this week as an 0-3 team projected to win 141.2 to 140.7. Your thoughts on this matchup, Tony? Matt's getting his first win. Chad has Mahomes. That's fine. He'll win that head-to-head. Uh, mm-hmm. You said uh, Matt has Jalen Hurts going. But if you look at the bottom half of his lineup, he has Waddle. Doesn't have that high of a ceiling with uh, Jacoby Brissett. Kyle Pitts has no floor or ceiling. Atlanta, you know, they spent a top five pick on him. They don't know how to use him. Damian Harris doesn't play all three downs and can't pass protect. Uh, New England's going to get blown out against Tampa, so don't like that. And then Devin Singletary, he's all but seated the most valuable part of the backfield touches, which is the goal line touches, and those are going to Zach Moss. So, yeah, give me Matt. Yeah, I agree here, too. I will take Matt for a win in his first win ever in Taco Corp Fantasy Football League. Matchup number two, we have the 2 and one Milford Academy going to Password is Taco. Milford Academy rostering the Cowboys quarterback Nick Chubb, Chris Carson, Stephon Diggs, Mike Evans, Juju, Gronk, Jamar Chase, and Kenyon Drake. While Password is Taco has the Bucks quarterback Zeke, DeAndre Swift, DK Metcalf, Odell Beckham, Cole Beasley, Kittle, Melvin Gordon, and Chubba Hubbard. I hate that he has Chubba Hubbard. Anyways, Password is Taco is a six-point favorite coming into this matchup. 146.6 to 140.8. Your thoughts on this matchup? Look at Clint over there flexing Melvin Gordon and Chuba Hubbard. He adds those running backs to Zeke and DeAndre Swift, which is really solid. He also has DK Metcalf, OBJ, Cole Beasley, who's the PPR machine. He had like 11 or 12 catches last week. It's crazy, but I like Clint in this one. Yeah, I'm going to take Clint in this one as well. The Chubba Hubbard thing does it for me, so... Um, I need Chubba Hubbard to do well for your league because I handcuffed CMC there and I didn't give him in this one. Matchup number three, Pocket Dogs 2-1 and one, going to Too Hot to Handle 2-1. and one. Pocket Dogs rostering the Bills quarterback Josh Jacobs, Michael Carter, Devonta Adams, Keenan Allen, Chase Claypool, Mark Andrews, Michael Pittman Jr., Rondell Moore, while Too Hot to Handle has the Cards quarterback Antonio Gibson, David Montgomery, Cooper Cup, Debo Samuel, Nelson Aguilar, Travis Kelsey, James Conner, and A.J. Green. A Too Hot to Handle comes in as a 15-point favorite right out the gate. Favored to win 142.3 to 127.1. Your thoughts on this matchup? I got Brandon. James is starting Sony, Michelle, and Peyton Barber at running back. I think there's enough set there. It's PPR league. Come on, man. Uh, Brandon has also has three top three players at their position going. I don't think James has like one inside the top five. So I like the floor. I like the ceiling. Give me Brandon. Yeah, I think, I think Brandon can pull this one out, especially if Josh Jacobs doesn't play. 
So if Josh Jacobs doesn't play, I think that he has a, a chance. I think that no other team is going to allow Peyton Barber to do what he did last week. But even though if Gruden's going to shove it down their throat, give me Brandon there. Matchup number four, we got I Shave My Balls for this. Traveling to the Three Penis Wine. I Shave My Balls for this comes in at one and two, while Three Penis Wine is the only team to still be undefeated in Taco Court Fantasy Football League at three and oh. I Shave My Balls for this, rostering the Rams quarterback, Jonathan Taylor, Miles Sanders, Tyreek Hill, Amari Cooper, Christian Kirk, Logan Thomas, Miles Gaskin, Smokey Brown, while Three Penis Wine has the Seahawks quarterback, Joe Mixon, Naheem Hines, Justin Jefferson. Brandon Cooks, Quintez Cephas, Robbie Tanyan, Darrell Henderson, and Alexander Madison or and or Dalvin Cook based off whoever ends up playing there. Coming into this matchup, I shave my balls for this is a nine-point favorite, favored to win 137 to 126.9. Your thoughts on this matchup? Yeah, Nick is likely down uh, Dalvin Cook. He has the cuff, but your ceiling's probably capped a little bit. He's down T. Higgins. He's not playing Thursday night. Uh, Deontay Johnson, I believe, is still out. Pretty substantial knee injury that isn't long-term or so Mike Tomlin says, and then Darius Slayton, who's just a flex option, but still not available for Nick. So I got Trey to get right, get it to two and two this week. I am going to go with Nick in this matchup. Nick's got something going on this year, and I'm looking for Trey to put out another less than 100 points this week as well. So um, trying to ride that narrative for the storytelling that is happening here at Taco Court Fantasy Football League Podcast. Matchup number five, we got you, Tony Patriot, two and one, going to the Eskimo Brothers, 0 and three. You're currently a 12 point favorite, favored to win 140.7 to 128.6. You are rostering the Ravens quarterback, Austin Eckler, Jamal Williams, D Hop, Terry McLaurin, TJ Hawkinson, Tyler Lockett, DJ Chark, and Jacoby Myers, while Eskimo Brothers has the Packers quarterback, Derrick Henry, Leonard Fournette, Calvin Ridley, Allen Robinson, Emmanuel Sanders, Jared Cook, Mike Gusecki, and Russell Gage. Your thoughts on this matchup? ESPN has given Josh a few matchups at the top with quarterback going his way, Derrick Henry over Austin Eckler, Leonard Fournette over Jamal Williams, and then I think they also have Calvin Ridley over DeAndre Hopkins. I'm not sure I'm on board with all those, maybe two, but either way, I've got the rest of the positional head-to-head, so I'm taking this one. Josh, welcome to 0-4. Yeah, I think that you're going to win this one as well, but like your matchup and my matchup, it's scary because it's one of those things like we should win these matchups, right? We're both playing the 0-3 teams, but it feels like a trap week. Um, same thing with the Bengals tonight. Nick's at the Bengals game tonight here on Thursday Night Football against the Jaguars. He just flew out this morning, and they should beat the brakes off those guys. They're a 7.5-point favorite. Seems like a game they'll lose. So, <laughs> Ur- Urban Meyer's riding high with that 109 field goal attempt uh, return for a touchdown, so watch out. Yeah, he gets to go back to Ohio as well. Jeez, that's the, that's the narrative that's not being played? Come on. Anyways, the marquee matchup of the week, and the last one we got is the Vinegar Strokes. Myself, 2-1, and one, traveling to the Murder Bonus, 0-3. I am currently a 7-point favorite, favorite to win 137.9 to 130.7. I am rostering the Chargers quarterback, Mike Davis, Tyson Williams, Robbie Anderson, Tyler Boyd, Mike Williams, Darren Waller, CeeDee Lamb, and Cordell Patterson with my loss of Christian McCaffrey, while Murder Boners is rostering the Vikings quarterback, Saquon Barkley, CEH, Adam Thielen, Julio Jones, Hunter Renfro, Noah Fant, Brandon Ayuk, and Chase Edmonds. So this is, what, the fourth time we've done this preview, and you've been the marquee matchup every time. How, what's the algorithm to uh, determine who's in the marquee matchup? Uh, greatest hair always goes to the top in his marquee matchup of the week. That's what I do on my show, too. So, <laughs> uh, it gets dicey at running back in this league. I don't know why we start three wide receivers and it's full PPR. But here you are rostering Latavius Murray, Jaquez Patrick, JJ Taylor, and Brandon Bolden. What the hell is going on? <laughs> All right. 
so here's why, right? Latavius Murray is my Tyson Williams handcuff, right? And I figured that the amount of, I like to handcuff. Um, so I, I believe in a system and that's what I want to do. Um, I learned that from another guy that I used to listen to a lot of his stuff and subscribe to his content. His Jeff Manns. You can find him at Jeff Manns on Twitter. He just put out a podcast that was pretty dope last night uh, where the first 20 minutes or something like that, they they talked about happiness and negativity on the internet and all this kind of stuff. So when I was thinking about that question I asked you at the beginning, um, I was listening to that podcast at like one in the morning or something when I was editing last night's episode. Um, and uh, and it just was like, yeah, that makes sense, right? Like you make choices and all this kind of stuff. But he's big on systems. That's where I learned about offensive lines and schemes and structures and defenses and certain types of cornerbacks and all this kind of stuff so he's a big handcuff guy and it makes sense and it just makes my roster a lot easier i don't have to worry about who i'm going to roster i have a depth chart and it's tyson williams and then we'll take this money he goes down and plug him in i lost chris mccaffrey this week and then james white also went out so new england needs a pass catching running back last week they ended up using brandon bolden after james white went out uh, which was kind of odd to me he's pretty much a special teams player but J.J. Taylor showed a lot of that kind of stuff in the preseason. They used him in that role a lot. It's weird that they didn't use him against their opponent last week, but I'm basically waiting to see what that looks like this week because I think they're going to get the brakes blown off of them by Tampa. So who's in that role? And then I'll probably drop the other one after this coming up week. So Jack West Patrick was just a flyer for the Niners running back position because they obviously don't believe in Trey Sermon because Hughes check was getting more more passing work board you know goal line touches and actually i think he out snapped trey sermon last week in their game against the packers as well so uh trey sermon's just not ready to play nfl football at the level that they want and until elijah mitchell comes back which should be fairly soon this dude is a monster he's like i don't know six foot seven 280 like he's fucking huge dude as a running back so they're just looking for a guy who can potentially stay healthy i think that can do the things in their system so it's like if that works and everybody else keeps getting injured i have a flyer essentially so that's my roster construction and why it's there but what i got from all that is you're like one of those injury attorneys like you're an ambulance chasing son of a bitch that's what you are yeah exactly yeah that's <laughs> all what, right that's what i'm doing <laughs> Anyways, this is your matchup to lose. He needs ceiling uh, performances from half his roster to beat you. I don't like Tyson or Robbie A going for you. I think the floor's uh, lower than we anticipate, but you've got enough firepower to get it done everywhere else. So give me give me the vinegar strokes in this one. Yeah, I was looking at it as I was reading it off. I'll probably end up swapping out Robbie Anderson for Tim Patrick against Baltimore. Uh, I think it's a game where he's going to get a lot more touches and stuff like that. So, And I think they just lost someone else. KJ Hamler's done for the year. Jimmy's yeah. on IR. Definitely nice. Going to get some uptick there as well. So, you know, yeah, I'm going to take myself in this matchup as well. Definitely probably going to end up losing just like you and the Bengals tonight. So, Damn it. <laughs> lock of the week. Both of us are 3-0 and on lock of the week because we're fucking amazing. And my lock of the week this week is going to be Password is Taco over the Milford Academy. I kind of wanted to take a dog in one of these, like take Nick to beat Trey or take a chance on Matt to get a win, right? In his first win, even though we both picked him, I just couldn't do it. Password is Taco over the Milford Academy. Milford Academy has a squad though, too, right? And like Clint's squad is kind of, it's kind of meh, right? But it's like, they're just good players. So mm. give me Clint to get a win over Terrence this week. Who you got for your lock of the week this week? You went with the underdog. Like, you're tempting fate. I've got to take myself here because if I lose this matchup, I'm toast anyways. May as well put all my eggs in one basket. USA! 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 I got to get a soundboard. 
Like I'm holding my phone up to my mic like an idiot. How? So how do you come up with your locks of the week every week? Because it always seems to be the same team that you're picking for lock of the week every week. That's only the second time. And you picked Peterson's opponent. Ah, week. You're supposed to go. It's it's based off hair ratings. <laughs> Come on. I threw it up to you. To, Sorry. Ah. That was, that's only the second time I picked myself. <laughs> All right. So to summarize that, I took Clint and password is taco. Tony's taking himself and Tony Patriot for lock of the week this week. Lock of the week was presented by bangasitter.com. Promo code taco for 31% off your first month's service. Once again, lock of the week presented by bangasitter.com. Promo code taco for 31% off your first month's service. Should go check out bangasitter.com. I think you also may have been one of my locks of the week, so I'm not going to admit that you have good hair. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that would have been good. <laughs> Take a drink of my squirt. You can gross. <laughs> like at it's least so, get, get get cactus cooler or something. It's so, it's so delicious. Drink squirt. <laughs> Hashtag not a sponsor. Yeah. Don't search drink squirt on the internet. Okay. Kids. No, do it on a DOD computer in front of your supervisor. <laughs> uh, all right. We got a draft. Tony, last week we did top five things of fall for our draft. You selected first. You pandered with pumpkin spice latte. You went with pumpkin pie. I threw in rom-coms from Hallmark, throw blankets, cuddly fires, layering your clothes. You messed up by tagging a bunch of people to get more exposure to the tweet, right? And, and you're you're helping out, right? That You're pretty good at that, getting a lot of people involved in the conversation on Twitter. And we got a retweet from My Fantasy League, right? Which is a platform that runs fantasy football. Therefore, all of the votes came in for team two, the Vinegar Strokes team. Everybody loves Friday Night, Light, Friday Night Lights. Everybody loves Hallmark season. And I've taken down week three draft. How does that make you feel that you pandering or your thoughts of pandering to white chicks. Maybe if you would have said gray sweatpants, you'd get some more votes, but you just said sweatpants. How does it make you feel to lose to myself for the first time this season and likely to continue? Yeah, you're gonna sit there and say you're not pandering. You picked throw blankets, fires, cuddling, warm hugs. Get out of here. Get out of here. my life. Have you heard Banger of the Week? I'm trying to get everybody into 90s and 2000s rom-com music with me. Yeah, I, uh, I overestimated. Uh, the amount of uh, pumpkin spice latte fans uh, <laughs> that listen to your show. So we're, we're going to course correct. I'm going to get that right for the next one. All right. So usually the winner of the draft ends up being able to pick first in the next week's draft, right? But we're not going to do that. So what we're doing is we are drafting a team off the wa waiver wire and seeing if we could beat the Eskimo brothers this week. And it's really just a way to trash on Josh. So what we will do is go down our roster construction for Taco Court Fantasy Football League, which is one quarterback, three wide receiver, two running backs, a tight end, and two flex. So we will start at the quarterback position. Do you have somebody you want to nominate for our pick this week? And they have to be currently on the waiver wire right now and be able to play. So like someone dropped the Jags quarterback. We can't pick that because we can't even pick them up until next week, right? So they have to be available at the time of this recording, which is Thursday morning. Yeah, that was honestly my number one option, but I saw they're on waivers, so we got to wait till they clear. Uh, Jared Gossman putting up good fantasy numbers, but I don't think Chicago is going to blow them out of the water, so no playing catch up there. I like Teddy Bridgewater. Should give us about 20 points, and Baltimore's defense, they're just not as good as advertised, so that's probably my pick is Teddy Two Gloves. Teddy Two Gloves. So if you're sitting there with the Broncos, and we're going to discuss this and kind of work through it and exercise through it, so... 
We also got the Washington quarterback going up against Atlanta in Atlanta in a dome environment, right? And Washington quarterback has put up in the last couple weeks, what is it? It's 27 points last week against Buffalo, a team that was able to put up points against them, and 26 the week prior. Taylor Heineke is actually running the ball a little bit as well, past a couple touchdowns each game. He does turn over the ball, averaging over 20 points there pretty handily. I think he's got the weapons. I think he's got better weaponry all around him per se. If you're looking at McLaurin as opposed to Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, I like those guys as well. Teddy Two Gloves gets the Baltimore defense right as well. So I think that could be a low scoring game. But I think if I had to rank them, I'd probably end up going with Washington for me, then the Broncos quarterback. So out of those two, I think, do you have a preference over those two? I'd assume it'd be the Broncos. I saw I saw Washington. They are both playing soft defenses, in my opinion. Um, I just picked the guy who was playing at home, uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. But I, I honestly, I wouldn't mind. It's like a coin flip for me. I think we might be able to get... I don't think Washington's defense is any good. And I think that's what scares me about the Broncos a little bit. In Baltimore, it's Broncos have such a good defense that they might be able to run the ball a little bit more. I think it could be a lower scoring game. Yeah, with, with Denver, like they've beat the Jets. They beat the Jaguars. Yeah. They beat the Giants. So like, we don't know how good they are. Like the defense is probably okay, but I just feel like Baltimore is going to put points up. In Atlanta, I just don't know if they can. Like I have no idea what to think about the Falcons. They beat the Giants barely, yeah. right? So I, I yep. just don't know. That was so that that coin flip for me. Um, I'm good with either one. On uh, all right, let's go. Let's go Denver here. So we'll go Denver since we both have them on our list. You think there's going to be points out of Baltimore? So that's good. All right, moving on to the running back position. We need two running backs. We're probably not going to be able to flex any of these guys out either because running back is just dried out in this league. Go through who you think you might want to do at running back here. Say say just one name. Kyle Juszczyk. You like that? Yes. Against Seattle? Yes. All right. Yeah, I like that too. It's kind of under the radar. Uh, radar. Yeah, we'll go Kyle Juszczyk. He got nine touches last week because Green Bay put up a lot of points, right? So they, they threw him the ball. He also got in the end zone. So he gets in the end zone again. He's probably a top 24 running back from the fullback position. I just love the play. I love saying his name. Don't ask me how to spell it. <laughs> yeah, I can't spell it either. So yeah, I like that one as well. Let's go with that as our RB1. Oh, it really dries up now. So we got Royce Freeman here, Jeremy McNichols. I'm just going off of the top projected points from ESPN. We can't touch Carlos Hyde, Savannah Ahmed, Gio Bernard. Uh, he got a lot of work too, and, but he also got dinged up there. Larry Roundtree, Stevenson, P. Ryan, Homer, Tevin Coleman. All these guys kind of just stink. Trent Cannon for the Niners, but I don't think he's a thing. He's just a return guy. You go down the list, there's just nothing here that you really want to touch. CJ Ham, we could just go full fullbacks against um, <laughs> the Cleveland Browns. I think this guy just gets some run because they're going to be able to blow this team out. So my second one, who I would suggest, and I'll pitch it to you, is Jeremy McNichols yep. of the Tennessee Titans. Going up against the Jets, I think they can be done playing the Jets at halftime and allow him to get some work. He is getting some passing down work in there to spell Derrick Henry as well. And no better team to, you know, pad a little bit of stats and potentially get a, a better ceiling game out of uh, for a waiver wire running back than Jeremy McNichols. Yeah, this is a good play. And also why if I'm playing Derrick Henry uh, across my leagues, I'm not too worried about the ceiling uh, this week. Yep, yep, yep. All right, so we're done with the running back position. That seemed a lot easier than what I thought it was going to be. 
Moving on to wide receivers. So I'll just name off some of the top ones here. We got Elijah Mitchell, Kendrick Bourne, Anthony Miller, Adam Humphreys, Deami Brown, Nick Westbrook of Tennessee as well, Khalif Raymond, Deontay Harris, Quez Watkins, Freddie Swain, Chester Rogers, Cedric Wilson, Chris Conley. That's where I would probably stop. I've got two plays here. I like Kendrick Bourne. We've already talked about the Bucks blowing out New England. I think they're going to have to throw the ball a lot more than Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels would like. And then I like Westbrook at Kine. I don't know how to say that last part but uh, yep. uh aj brown probably not playing and then julio jones is also banged up he's not uh practicing this week so if both those guys are out like i know they're gonna blow the jets out of the water but they're gonna throw the ball 20 25 times and he's yep. gonna run some routes so those are my two picks for wide receivers yeah when those guys went out last week he picked up four straight targets or something like that he caught all of his passes he had a touchdown i think he had a fumble too somewhere in the red zone or something like that so they actually used him so i like that pick there so kendrick Bourne and nick westbrook those are two guys that i was going to put on the list uh i like anthony miller going up against buffalo i think buffalo beats the brakes off of houston and they have nothing else to do but pass the ball right davis mills looking at guys over the middle and anthony miller fits that bill i see your thumbs up so we will agree on that that's our third wide receiver i like that because it leaves my flex play open okay let's go to tight end real quick and then we'll get into the flex just in case we want to use two tight ends tight end who are you thinking here? We're looking at Austin Hooper, Evan Ingram, Gerald Everett, Cole Komet, Max Williams, Firemuth, Atkins, and then Jack Doyle, Law Firm and Associates, Dan Arnold, uh, stuff like that. So this guy clears waivers Friday. I like Evan Ingram. Uh, Sterling Shepard, Slayton are dealing with hamstring injuries. Might not play, so that leaves a lot of those underneath targets. So he was getting targeted in his first game back. I think he had six last week. So I think that's the play here. Kind of stinks that I'm holding all these running backs because I really want to pick up Evan Ingram. I am one of those guys who can't quit him. But yeah, he got the targets. They have no one over the middle. I was going to go with Evan Ingram for the tight end position as well. And now we got two flexes to fill out. You have a flex candidate and then I'll push one out too. I have one. So someone we haven't talked about yet. That's Quez Watkins. Dude has caught every single target from Jalen Hurts. And Kansas City does not know how to play defense. They don't know how to defend the big play. He's only going to get three or four looks at best, but he hasn't dropped one yet. I think he has like three targets, two targets, three targets, and he's caught every single one. This dude only needs one catch for 50, 60 yards and a touchdown, and he's he's flex-worthy. So Wes Watkins for me. Nice. I like that as well. All right, I'm torn between two, so we're going to have to talk about it a little bit. One, if Elijah Moore plays, I don't know why, I feel like, Tennessee beats the crap out of these guys, but Tennessee also doesn't have any secondary and they don't really have any wide receivers either. So, you know, it's basically, who's the other dude there that's catching all the passes it's right now? Corey Davis and nothing. Yeah. Corey Davis, right? So Elijah Moore was a guy who a lot of people were hyped up about coming out of the preseason. Him and Zach Wilson looked like they had some type of chemistry. So he's projected for 9.9 .9 on ESPN and full point PPR. My second one is going to be Austin Hooper at the tight end position for the Cleveland Browns. He's averaging nine nine points a matchup. They're going up against Minnesota, who doesn't really defend the tight end that well. And I think this could be a closer game. I think Kirk Cousins will be able to put up some points that'll keep Cleveland having to pass the ball. And with Cleveland basically having Odell Beckham, they've been thrown to the tight ends quite a bit. He's catching four passes a game on average as well. So there's consistency there. You know they're going to use him. They use him down in the red zone. He caught a touchdown last week against the Bears as well. What are your thoughts between those two? I, I'll let you be the deciding factor, but let's keep it between those two people. Uh, I think the Jets stink. I They have good players. Like, they're okay. Corey Davis is good. Elijah Moore has potential, but I just don't know if they know how to get the ball to these guys and put them in those, you know, those positive situations. 
with Austin Hooper, Duke catches everything. You know, week one, three targets, three receptions. Week two, five targets, five receptions. Last week, he only had three targets. He caught two of them, but fell into the end zone. So I do like that pick. Minnesota, they get in shootouts. Like they're good at they're good at a couple things. That's having two phenomenal UCLA linebackers who never play and getting into shootouts. So I like the Austin Hooper play more than Elijah Moore. Cool. So we'll take Austin Hooper there. So let's recap our roster here. It looks good minus the running backs, but they're, they make sense for what we had. Uh, quarterback, Denver Broncos. RB1, Kyle Huszczyk. RB2, Jeremy McNichols. Wide receivers, we got Kendrick Bourne, Nick Westbrook, Anthony Miller. Tight end, we got Evan Ingram. And we're flexing out Quez Watkins and Austin Hooper. If we, <laughs> this doubles is like a DFS uh, like budget segment. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But I want to make a bet, but uh, we'd have to make the bet with Josh, and he's not here right now, mostly just because I'm like a D-Gen gambler. But I think we'll just take the clout for this time, and if we end up winning, it's going to be ridiculous, and this guy's never going to live it down. He may quit. I He may just quit. So if Josh quits because we beat him with this, this team, we'll allow Wayne Henry back in the league, but he has to take over Josh's roster for this year. We plaster, then this, he, plaster this everywhere, please, before... Yeah. Before Sunday, and then, he then he has to then he has to pay twice the entry fee to get back into Taco Corp. So that'd be good. Oh, how do you feel about it? How do you feel about that team up against Josh's? You remember his team? <laughs> I do. I like it, but I also know he's zero and three, and he's probably going to beat me. So this is going to be a double whammy. We're going to beat Josh Peterson, and Josh Peterson's going to beat me. <laughs> Can you imagine like Derrick Henry gets hurt right against the Jets in the first quarter, and then. Jeremy McNichols just gets the rest of them. You end up winning because Derrick Henry gets nothing. And then Jeremy McNichols gets like 30 points, whatever like that. That'd be crazy. He's actually got a decent team. There's just nobody around them to get these players the ball, right? Packers quarterback, Derrick Henry, Fournette, Calvin Ridley, Allen Robinson, Manny Sanders, Jared Cook, Miles Gaskin, Russell Gage. He had Jarvis Landry. He's on the IR. He had James White. His team doesn't look that bad. I don't know why it sucks so bad, but. One of those teams that was a lot better pre-week one than it is now definitely before we get out of here be sure to go check out tony's podcast the 58 west king podcast you can find that link down in the show notes and follow me on twitter at 58 w king podcast you can go check out the champions dynasty league podcast that is also linked down below and follow them on twitter we took four leagues three teams from each of them and created a dynasty league where we are in year two there banger of the week takes us back to the year 2001 what were you up to in 2001 other than robbing the cradle, Tony? I will not comment on that, but I was still in high school. I was working at a bakery. I was selling wieners. I will not elaborate further. Do you ever drink the flavored water? No, and they all were broiled, so it's <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> all right. Uh, in 2001, Barry Bonds jacked 73 homers. The faithful Tiger Woods became the first golfer to hold all four major championships simultaneously after he won the Masters that year. The Bucks beat the Ravens in the Super Bowl. Prior to fire sailing, the Diamondbacks won a World Series and the NBA rigged the playoffs to rob the Sacramento Kings of an NBA title, allowing the Lakers to beat the Sixers in five in the finals. Do you have any parting words right here before we reveal this thing, Tony? Nope. Be kind to one another. Be a good human being. Love you, bye. Oh, love you, bye. All right, this week's song is what I imagine all of these bozos, yes, Brandon and Chad included, are singing in the shower when they heard Josh Gordon had been reinstated by the NFL and signed by the Kansas City Chiefs. The song is A Thousand Miles by Vanessa Carlton. For Tony, I'm Nate. Love you, bye.
downtown, walking fast, faces pass and I'm homebound. Staring blank we had, just making my way, making a way through the crowd. And I need you, and I miss you, and now I wonder if I could fall into the sky. Do you think time would pass me by? Cause you know I'd walk a thousand miles if I could just see you tonight. I miss you Now I wonder If I could fall Into the sky Do you think time Would pass me by Now could you Bye.